Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine? What? You slept with dad? All right. Which one of you sardines called this meat? Whatever, major loser. Let the party begin! Hello and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The movie podcast that aggressively loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. That's Simone LaRue. That's Chad Eckwitz. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) So much love. Tiny fists of angry love. Was that a little Jim Carrey moment? It was a little bit of Jim Carrey. I also understand that, like, you know, it's Mother's Day over here in the UK. And, you know, mm-hmm. as having a Jewish mother, and you can relate to this by having a Catholic mother, they just aggressively love you. And I wanted to share that aggressive love to our people. Oh, especially we all need it right now. Exactly. Holy crap, Simone. Who knew God. that the introverts would win? <laughs> I, you know, cause I'm like, I'm like 50, 50, you know, yeah, like yeah. I sometimes just need like a weekend where I don't talk to anyone and I like send Rudy out of the house. I'm like, no one look at me, uh-huh. but I also, you know, I love like on weekends, like going out with my friends for lunch and like, you know, just being in the world. Oh, and yeah. this has been so shit for me. Dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't want to, I know that I'm like extremely privileged and I still have a salary and stuff and like, I'm in the best possible position. I don't have kids or whatever, but like, this sucks. Yeah, this really sucks. This is proper awful. Like, I'm the exact same way as you. It's very 50-50. But, like, not going to work. Like, I I live off of... I bounce off the people that I work with. So to have no one around is just such a killer. I'm probably not going to see my girlfriend for three months, purely on the basis that we don't live together and it would be dumb to go and see each other right now. So, yikes. And then... And then I go to the grocery store, and there are fucking old people walking around everywhere. Like, I feel like millennials are the only people taking this really (laughs) seriously. And the older generations are like, it's not even that bad. I still need to live my life. And it's like, I am doing this for you. (laughs) I am doing this for you. If I get it, I'd probably be asymptomatic. I'd be fine. Yeah, it's the old people who are just J-chilling, you know, probably, like, just tongue-kissing each other, not even worried about it. They're not washing their hands for 20 seconds, I can tell you that. No. Or they'll just run them under the tap. Unacceptable. Yeah. They used hand sanitizer yesterday, it's fine. Do you remember when, at the end of 2019, we had our predictions for what 2020 would be like and what this decade would be like? Fuck me, could we be more Remember, and we were like, 2020, like, this is gonna be the year, like, things are gonna get better yeah yeah forest fires fucking coronavirus world war three. Oh my goodness what is going on although because this is the optimistic podcast we'll quickly speak about the yes. fact that dolphins and the swans have returned to venice that is yes ace. air pollution has gone down significantly you guys mm-hmm. and then a really important thing is that people are like it's really bringing out the best in a lot of people like i know i was just bitching um, yeah. but you know, we see a lot more people reaching out to their elderly neighbors or their immunocompromised neighbors and being like, Hey, can I do your shopping for you? What can I do to make your lives better? And then of course, like everybody on the front lines are healthcare workers, yeah. Shit. people working at the grocery stores, people who have been proactive about closing their businesses, even though they're taking a huge knock, like people have really shown who they are in this crisis. Yeah. And I really encourage everyone to pay attention and vote accordingly. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it really reflects on you know who society's most needed are, yeah. and uh, yeah, it will reflect on how we go forward, and hopefully, just hopefully, we'll learn from this, and we'll come out the other side of this in you know whatever June, July, August, and go, hey, maybe pollution is bad, and maybe, mm. maybe you know, we should appreciate those who work. 12, 16-hour shifts a little bit more because they are the ones yeah. who have to eat shit every day and then don't even get, like, good pay for doing it. So, hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my... Um, so my favourite brewery that I always go to, and I think I've talked about them probably on the podcast a bunch because mm-hmm. it's, like, my second home. Yeah. <laughs> so they've closed... Um, basically everything they're only open to do like takeaways so that's like growler refills and buying cans of beer from them and like the number of people who have shat on them for closing and like not serving customers is outrageous get fucked why are people being like this like there's no need for that and i only know this because we went through like we're trying to support the businesses that like we enjoy and that mm-hmm. we know are going to take a knock. Uh, so we went through for a growler fill-up, which was lovely. Yeah. And, like, yeah, they were just, like, you would not believe, like, how rude and entitled people are. Oh, that You see, that is that is really, really messed up. And that's the, those are the stories that you really don't want to hear yeah. at a time like this. Yeah. But they happen because some people are monsters. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been, obviously, I've been speaking to a lot of, because it's part of my job, I've been speaking to a lot of fitness providers. And, you know, oh, yeah, this they're is taking a really hit. shit for them. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what we're doing is we're offering, like, online streaming for people mm. so they can just, like, go to classes within their home. But, like, it's really nice because some of the fitness instructors have told me, like, a lot of their regulars are, like, buying class packs and that and then, like, just saying, keep the money, we can yeah. use it after we come back and everything's back to normal, which is really nice. And, like, people buying gift vouchers and stuff for things and saying, you know what, keep the money, I'll use this yeah. gift voucher later. And that's a really cool thing that you can do and that everyone can do. Yeah, guys. Is if you do have a favourite restaurant, if you're close to anyone who does offer gift vouchers and stuff, just go out and buy one. It's gonna benefit you in the long run anyway but it will keep them afloat and that's so important if you can like don't cancel your subscriptions to Mm. whatever classes you're going to again this is totally if you can like i know people are losing their jobs Mm. and like people are having to really tighten their belts but like yeah just just Mm -hmm. like guys be the nicest version of yourselves (laughs) yeah exactly and is that not the root of this podcast be the nicest version of yourself (laughs) <laughs> and I think we've chosen an appropriate theme for this week, given how dark the world feels. Yes, if one person who, who can bring us out of this, one of the brightest, most happy people in the entire world, Jiminus Carey, you know, perfect. <sighs> uh, what is your, what's your, like, favourite Jim Carrey role before we get into his worst movies? That's so tough. I would say it's going to be a tie between Ace Ventura mm-hmm. and Bruce Almighty. Yeah, it's funny. Because Bruce Almighty is just super fun. How about you? What's your fave? I was going to go a series of unfortunate events. Oh, man, yeah. I forget yeah. that he was He was, he, he was, he was a great Count Olaf. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I love everything that man does. But, like, Jim mm. Carrey did an amazing job. It was so fun he to really watch did. him. That bit where he's the T-Rex and he's just going around, that is so So funny. So, so funny. That movie is incredibly underrated. Like, I do understand why they didn't make the rest of them, but also really such a shame that it didn't do as well as it should have. I'm glad they made a series, though. 
yeah, yeah, the series is really fun. Really do enjoy Neil Patrick Harris in it as well. But yeah, so so what movies, since we've done the good, what are the bad and the ugly that we're doing this week, Simone? So, Chad, today I will be covering Yes Man, which got 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, but an audience score of 66%. So, oh. like, it's kind of a fun, I, to me, it's an airplane movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's something that you, you want to get to, around to watching, but you never do, and then yeah. it will come on at some point in the future, and you'll go, oh, yeah, 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 I'll watch that. I literally did watch it for the first time on an airplane, and I laughed the whole time because airplanes are a different world. Oh, man. I remember talking about airplane stories. I remember once watching Dan in Real Life, uh, which, yeah, it's trash. But I remember crying my eyes out on the plane because Mm -hmm. at that altitude, you're a fucking mess. What is your worst airplane experience? Oh, God. Do you know what? On an airplane once, I watched uh, Where the Wild Things Are, uh-huh. which I did not enjoy. I think I've talked about this before. I, I Obviously, I read the book, which is a child's book, but mm-hmm. the whole movie is deeply unsettling and creepy the whole way through. Like, it feels like a horror movie, but it's supposed to be about, like, family. It was, like, I was so deeply upset and pissed off after watching it. Amazing. Oh, God. Yeah, what's yours? Um, it, It's probably the Dan and the Re- Dan and Real Life situation, uh, mm. just because that movie, like, I just remember, like, watching it on the plane, crying my eyes out, and then, like, two yeah. years later, sitting with a girl I really liked and being like, oh, my gosh, we need to watch Dan in Real Life. It's oh, so no. emotional. It's so deep. I oh, cried. God. And then we watched it again, and it was just like, oh, God, she's going to think I'm a moron. Uh, so, so, yeah, that was a, that was a fun experience. I think it, it played, that movie played the long game with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this week I will be doing, uh, the weird, not the number 23, uh, which I think got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, if my memory serves oh, me right. Ouch. Which is, to be fair, well-deserved. That is a well-deserved score. Oh, yikes. It should have got 23%. I think that would have made, like, the director just cream himself. But, uh, <laughs> Good lord. Oh, my god. Uh, That's so embarrassing. We, we will get into this. We will get into this. So, so, tell me, Simone, what are you drinking? I am drinking a rosé. It's not very good, so I feel bad that I picked it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like a nice dry rosé. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Because I'm the whitest woman. <laughs> the the Col- Colgate's whitest white. <laughs> so white I can't dance. Um, it's fine. Uh-huh. It's a Pinotage Rosé. I don't know what it comes in at, but it is relatively sweet. Um, so I'm going to say maybe 14, 15%. Right, okay. That's. I'm sorry that you have a horrible rosé. Rosés are usually sort of so undescript that they're always very nice. It's very yeah rare to find one that you don't I mean, enjoy. it's fine, but it's not like, I wasn't like, oh. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Which is like my usual reaction to a good rosé. As it should be. Have you got ice blocks in there? I did. Uh, um, but they melted while I was waiting for you. Uh, yeah, sorry. 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 That, that, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, at least, you know, you'll have a diluted wine. You can go out for a run after this if you felt like it. You know, you could... Went for a run this morning. Nice. How was it? It was good. I did, I think, about 9.5 Nice. Kilometers. 
good. Yeah, getting back into it since I can't go to the gym. Oh, dude, um, don't even. Working on getting my distance up. Yeah, I've uh, I've had to cancel my bulk because I can't go to the gym now. So it's back to cutting. Yeah, which is you can't be if if you're like bulking and not going to the gym. That's just called stress eating. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I can't do that anymore, which makes me really sad. Simone, at the so when I when I started my bulk, I was sixty nine kilograms. Uh-huh. I am now <laughs> eighty kilograms. Well done. I mean, that's what you were going for, but like now that is exactly. Uh-huh. Now it's going to be losing that again. And I went for a run the other day and I was just like, oh, come on, you elephant. Just <laughs> Did pick you, up the pace. Have you seen everybody's horrendous. talking about the quarantine 15, which is like the 15 pounds that you're going <laughs> to gain in quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's going to be so good. It's going to be like an end game. We're all going to go into yeah. this looking like Thor, just like chiseled, yeah. beautiful. And we're going to leave this looking like Thor in Endgame, just fat and bearded. It's just going to be horrendous. <laughs> Because I also, I went in with good intentions. I was like, oh my god, I can eat so clean because I'm going to be able to make myself meals from scratch. But no, snacks are so close, you guys. They're so close. And that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Because you're just home all the time and you can't go anywhere for, like, a break from work, you're just like, fuck it, I'll go into the kitchen and eat. There's nothing to do. Like... Yes, you can watch loads of TV, you can write, you can read, you can do loads of things. You shouldn't be bored. But you need a break, and you can't have a break if you can't leave the house. And do you know what I love doing while I watch TV? Eating. Snacky. (laughs) Snacky Chan. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I'm drinking this week. I'm drinking a Colesberg because I didn't really want to go out and buy more things uh, during this time. So it's the same as last week. So I think, do you want me to go first since, you know, you're, you're switching it up? Yeah, you go first. Let's get this movie out the way. Oh, number 23. Good Lord. All right, here we go. Walter Sparrow, played by Jim Carrey, is just your normal guy. He's a dog catcher by trade and has a beautiful wife, Agatha, played by Virginia uh, Madsen, and son, Robin, played by Logan Lerman, who he comes home to at night. On his birthday, which falls on the 23rd, he is bitten by a dog he is trying to catch. This simple act leads him down one of the widest rabbit holes in the history of cinema. That night, on their way to Walter's birthday party, Agatha picks up a book entitled The Number 23, written by Topsy Kretz. Sorry, let's try and space that out a little more so it doesn't give away the big fucking reveal straight away. Topsy Kretz. Over the next couple days, Agatha reads it and then encourages Walter to read it. As he begins to do so, he notices crazy similarities between himself and the main character, Fingling. For example, Fingling had a neighbour with a dog, and he had a neighbour with a dog. Fingling became a detective, and Walter wanted to become a detective. It's like they're the same person. Walter continues to read the book and decides that whoever Topsy Kretz is, he must know Walter because he is basically writing about his his life. At the same time, the book keeps mentioning the fact that the number 23 is a a constant in the protagonist's life, following him around and appearing in everything he does. Because Walter is now obsessed, he starts to see the number 23 everywhere too. This leads him down a path to madness, where he thinks his wife is is cheating on him and he has dreams about killing her. He tries to figure out who Top Secrets is, and comes across a murder case that was quite con- uh, contentious. 
The victim was a university student who was having an affair with one of her professors, Kyle Flinch, played by Mark Pellegrino. Though he has constantly professed his innocence, he fing his, his fingerprints were found on the knife that stabbed her, and he was covered in her blood when they found him. Walter believes that Kyle is top secret and goes to find him. They talk, Kyle says top secrets is a dumb pseudonym, and says he didn't write the book. Eventually, they do find the author. Spoilers, it was Walter the whole time. See, Walter was the one who actually murdered that university student. He was in love with her, but she didn't love him anymore. At the same time, the curse of the number 23 had been following Walter around his whole life, having killed both of his parents, and so he is also a little bit crazy. He found out that the student was sleeping with the professor, so decided to kill her and frame the professor. He then decided to kill himself, but not before writing a book. Unfortunately, the attempt on his life failed, but he was struck with amnesia, so didn't remember any of that craziness. He confesses to the murder, goes to prison, thus exonerating Kyle, and will start to rebuild his life after he gets out. That is, if the number 23 doesn't get him first. The end. So do you have, um... Do you have a I do. I do have a clip hanger for this one. Uh, and it has to be this clip. Back door? Right down the alley. Wow, that's cool. Robin? She's a nice girl. Make sure she stays that way. Alright. And like, I'm torn about this one, because it's right in- Gross. It, right, okay, so yes, it's gross, right? We're, we're establishing that that is gross. But also, he's telling the son not to be a creep. And is that not what we're trying to do to destroy this rape culture and tell boys not to be creeps? I know what he's doing is wrong. I mean, but there are a lot of ways to say that. That's my issue, and that's why I'm torn between this, because it's like, yes, sort of good fathering, is it? And I, I'm, I'm torn. I'm very torn. I personally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going towards it. Okay, cool. As, as our, our resident female, I'm going to have to side with you on this one, because boys are Thanks. disgusting and really don't know shit when it comes to being creeps. You know, Simone, it's just part of our nature. You just gotta let boys be boys. <laughs> boys just gotta be boys. Sometimes men are pervs. Like, just whatever. Just get used to it. Wear a longer skirt. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know how highly this movie thinks of women. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, all of his fantasies are obviously, like, in his fantasy, he's, like, this detective with sexy tribal tattoos and guy and liner. And saxophone. Um... And I have a very hard time seeing Jim Carrey as someone who's <laughs> sexy and brooding. Even though, as you know, that is my favorite type of character. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, you know, all the women he encounters are these, like, beautiful... Like, the one is, like, this Italian sex maniac <laughs> um, who owns a lot of shoes. And that's, like, all there is really to her yeah. character. Um, and then there's the suicide blonde. Uh, who doesn't even get a name. It's suicide blonde. Oh, oh god. god. And she's like so hot but crazy but hot but crazy and like also falls for Jim Carrey's charms a little bit but still kills herself. Like and then even his wife is portrayed as like I guess kind of smart mm. and I don't know. I guess the wife's a pretty good character but he still wants to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. This uh this movie feels like it was written by M. Not Shyamalan. It really does. 
It was certainly written yeah, by a man. Yeah. Simone, would you like to know what your name spells out? Because I thought I would do a little little wacky cre- oh. quiz to see how, how close okay. we are. Okay, are you going to tell me what na- number my name yeah. adds up to? Yeah, or? so Simone, Simone okay. adds up to 75 and LaRue adds up to 95. So altogether, if whatever you do with those numbers, it does not make 23. I tried. I tried a oh, lot. Oh no, so it's not after me. <laughs> So you're fine. Uh, and you? My name is 16, and my surname, Ekovitz, is 121. Okay, and if you <laughs> subtract 16 from 121, and then you square the result, and then you divide it... <laughs> and then you add in a couple of numbers, it gets to 23. Yeah, so both of our names, we're fine. 23 is not after us. This movie is trash. Like... Good lord. All the 23 stuff. I, what I don't understand, and I said this to you when we, we were texting about this movie, and yeah. you were like, I was rolling, you, you said to me you were rolling your eyes at the opening credits because they had, like, a whole bunch of 23 facts. It was just, it just went by so fast. Like, you could barely... It went by really fast. But then, like, also, because, like, I like hearing about different conspiracy theories, and this is, like, prime conspiracy uh-huh. theory bullshit where they're like, oh, and then if you take the numbers of the um, this plane and they you add them together and you multiply by this, <laughs> it reaches this number, and that's the number of the devil. And, like, you're just like, okay, you're reaching really yeah, hard. Yeah, exactly. My favorite one from that was the 9-11 attacks, because it was like, two pl- uh, 20 plus 1 plus 9 or something, or it was just like, it left out the two zeros or something, and I'm like, but you hmm. you can't do that. Like You're just picking and choosing yeah. which numbers you use. Exactly. Like, it was just like, it was with, like, I was trying to work it out with my numbers as well, because I was like, 16 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1, and I was like, no, but that's cheating, which is also what this movie does a shit ton of the time, is just cheat the numbers to make it seem like 23 is everywhere. Guys, if you look for something, you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the same as, like, most people, I don't know if you find this, when you look at your clock, it's always 9-11, but that's a lie. It's just a number that you remember more because it has significance outside of it. Notice, yeah. So, so it's the same. Like, And what's worse about it, what I really think I really dislike about this movie is that it's written... So everything in this movie is set up to be 23, so none of it is organic. Yeah. And that that really annoys me. So it's like trying to show that this number is like organic and crazy and everywhere, yeah. but the movie is written to be that way. Everything about it from the names shows to be 23. Yeah. So horse shit, horse shit. And then, I don't know, the whole like detective thing, it was very like Sin City, mm. the lighting and stuff, which I suppose was the point. But you're also like, I really don't give a shit about this detective character. Like, I don't understand why I care about him. I don't understand why the main character cares about him. Then like the main character doesn't like he's not a nice person. No, <laughs> no he's not. He's really shitty. Like, he works in animal control, and he hates animals, which, like, I'm pretty sure that people in animal control, I know they get, like, a lot of shit in movies, but, like, they're keeping dogs off the street, and I have to assume that there's some element of, like, loving animals Mm. in there. You would hope. And, like, wanting the best for animals. And it wouldn't be, like, like, the way he approached that dog at the beginning Mm -hmm. to, like, capture it is, like, it was so weird. Like, I think they must not have consulted anyone in animal control no because like that's not how you approach dogs that's not how you get them to come with you it was a very sweet looking dog yeah all he had to do was like have some dog treats or something and it probably would have gone better (laughs) and he's like oh oh his name's gonna be ned with two e's because he's a nasty evil dead dog and it's like dude calm down you work 
with animals. How are you calling a dog evil? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's poorly written. I think they spent a lot of time just trying to fit as many 23s as they could in. Uh, to the point where it was actually released throughout, like, a lot of the country, uh, a lot of countries on the 23rd of respective months. Of course it was. Which is just exhausting. Like, it's, it's just exhausting. Like, I, I appreciate it when The Nun came out on the 6th of June, tw- like, that was yeah. cool. That was really cool. Yeah, fun. Uh, but, yeah, no, this was, oh, so exhausting. Yeah, I was tired watching this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Jim Carrey, and to see him do a serious role, every, like you said last week, every actor has to do, like, a serious role. Yeah. And this was him, and, and, like, he proves that he can do it, and, I mean, he proved that he could do it in, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And in, um, oh, what's it, The Truman Show, he was amazing in Mm. that. Exactly, so he is, like, a really good serious actor. Yeah. And he was just, he was fun, but I think... The main star for me was uh, Virginia Madsen. Oh, she's uh, great. Who played the wife, and she was excellent in this. Yeah. Like her character difference between like sexy Italian boob blonde sex maniac and cool caring wife was really fun. Oh, those sex scenes were upsetting. I not kink shaming. No, not because of the kinky stuff. Like you know, usually you can watch a sex scene, and you're like, okay, like you know, you guys get down. But like with Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't. Do you just see him as this, like, a, a, asexual comedian? I, I don't know, but I certainly don't see him as, like, this, like, guy having, like, rough, sexy sex. Like, I don't know. I was, ugh. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not was great. was not for me. I was giggling quite a lot at the bits where it's like, uh, pretend you're cutting me with a knife. It's just, and like... It's just holding <laughs> Yeah, just holding his hand out like that. And it's just like... This is a knife. <laughs> That's terrible. In what world is that going to be sexy? And I love yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't think that is right. But, like, you know, again, not going to kink shame. If that's what does it for you, that's very safe. You know what I've what I've always heard is that mime is the sexiest of all theatre performances. <laughs> the brain is a sexual organ. <laughs> Um, what did you enjoy about it? Um, Go on, it, dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> it was certainly um, stylistic. <laughs> they really tried to go with the darker, grey-toned filters. They did, didn't they? Um, the sets we're fine. <laughs> I'm going to audibly, like, I'm going to add cricket sounds in here, because it's just perfect. <laughs> and, um, it was acted just fine. Just fine. To be fair, the son was really scrappy and fun. Uh, he was great. I did like the son. He was just on board. He's like, okay, dad, let's solve this mystery. I would have just loved it if the whole time, like, at the twist at the end, is it's actually the son, and he's just been fucking with the dad the whole time. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, let's go do this mystery. And he's like buried a fake skeleton and like, yeah. That would be really fun if the son's just a massive dick the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) A typical millennial. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, uh, do you recognize the professor? I wanted to see if you recognized him from a show that we both love. 
I definitely recognize him, but I could not remember where from. If I gave you the show, please tell me. Would you be able to tell me the character? Do you reckon? Sure. Yeah. Supernatural. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yes, there he it plays is. Lucifer for like quite some time, he right? Oh, yeah. Old school Supernatural, though. Anything before season five didn't happen, or anything after season five didn't happen. I was about. I was about to say that is contentious. Are you saying the season with the Leviathan was the best season of Supernatural? <laughs> Because I will fight you hard. I don't think anyone's saying that. <laughs> so trash. Should we do that? Should we do a whole season of Supernatural? No. Chad, <laughs> we have done whole seasons before. And remember what we said last time we tried to do that? We were like, oh, we're never doing this again. Yeah, but you know, let's just, you know, have fun. You know, we've got more time in our hands now. Now that we're at Not home. that much time. <laughs> I'm still trying to catch up with all the good series I want to watch. True that. True that. Which I'm sure we will talk about in this week's minisode. Yes, definitely. Substantially. Right, so is there a scene that could have saved it for you? Because I think we've really bled this movie dry. Uh, I mean, I think the detective character actually didn't make a lot of sense. Like, I don't know why they had to include so many scenes from that book. Yeah. Uh, It was a little, like, all it really did was introduce the concept of the number 23, which, like, they could have done that in so many better ways. Yeah. That didn't involve weird sex scenes with Jim Carrey. (laughs) I don't know, it just seemed really extra and unnecessary, and I guess they were trying to, like, spice up a story mm-hmm. that's essentially about a number and a conspiracy theory, but they did not yeah. do a great job. No. 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 Yeah. To be fair, mine is similar to yours, but kind okay. of flipped on the head, and I, w- I was saying, just get rid of the 23 stuff. Like, yeah. it's such a boring smokescreen. Yeah. Like, there's no need for it. And just, like, have this really cool story. Because it's actually, yeah. if you think about it, the story itself is pretty cool. It's a guy who kills someone and sort of decompresses yeah. all of that shit that he's done by writing a book and then trying to kill himself and gets amnesia. That's yeah. a fucking cool story. That's really cool. And his family's trying to help him solve the mystery, but it's him the whole time. Like... Fun. Really, really fun. And then they had to just ruin it with this 23 bullshit. No, someone necessary. Leave it alone. <sighs> Hated it. Yeah, it could have been literally anything else. It could have been like a ghost and I would have been well, well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just, I think that's the danger when you go for like movies that really focus around one specific thing mm. like this. I feel like the Da Vinci Code falls into it as well. A little bit. It's just better better written. It's just, if you focus around something, you can fit anything to meet the agenda. As you were saying, if you're looking for it, you'll find it. So, yeah. Like, get rid of that. Keep the cool cool story where the guy kills someone and then loses his memory. Really fun. Really fun. Although, I will always say and profess that all Kyle's should be in jail, because Kyle is a terrible name. Coming from a Chad, that's uh, that seems a little bit personal. Hey, now, did you not send me that thing when it was the best yes. thing that you sent me ever? It was like the uh, an early birthday present. I wonder if I can find it quickly while we're while we're waiting. Please do, because that was so much fun. So, so this is something that Simone sent me in January of this year. Uh, so why are people still making fun of the name Chad? It's one syllable. Uh, one syllable. It's aesthetically pleasing. My name's Chad and I'm nice. You're all letting just just letting dudes named Preston go unchecked, but but because Chad's an easy target. Come on, man. Uh, man, Hayden, Tucker, give me a fucking break. And it's so true. And Kyle, I profess I will add Kyle to that list. Wow. Yeah. Not Preston or Hayden or Tucker. Look, they're always going to be awful people. You just know that group of lacrosse where fucking playing douchebags are gonna be terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what? Kyle's... <laughs> they all sound like villains in an 80s movie <laughs> about skiing. Yes. 
Daddy let us run the park this year, and you ragtag youths keep coming in and interrupting our fun. Oh, please, please don't try to go after my unobtainably hot girlfriend who I treat like dirt. (laughs) But yes, Kyle's. Kyle's are evil. They're like guys who just, you know, play it cool, but you just know that a Kyle is a shit. Mm. I went on a date with Uh a Kyle once, and it was not a good date. Because he was a Kyle. Probably. Yep, it's all coming together. Yeah. Don't trust anyone with a Y in the middle of their name. That's the second last letter of the alphabet. (laughs) (laughs) So would you watch it again? Go on. Yes, you would. (laughs) What world? (laughs) Maybe if, like, maybe if I got a hold of some edibles and I was, like, really high. And I was like, you know what? I think it's going to make sense now. And maybe it would. Like, maybe I'd be like... What? What? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. True. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, no. Yeah. No. No. Fair enough. Uh, I watched this for the first time when I was 12, Mm -hmm. and this is the second time I've watched it, and I'm very happy to wait more than another 17 years to watch it again. Yeah. Very, very easily. I'd wait probably until I'm dead until Mm -hmm. I watch this again. I definitely... This is this is retired now, the number twenty three. Yeah, Awful totally. film. Awful film. The definition of a cryptid is an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. As we binged our favorite Netflix series and slayed our toughest bosses in a video game, we began to wonder about these creatures that appeared and stoked our imagination. What was the inspiration for the Demogorgon or the Dementor? Well, my name is Dave, and with my co-host Austin, we bring you the Cryptocast. Every other Wednesday, we will bring you some information about our favorite modern cryptid. From TV to movies to video games, we explore nerd culture through the lens of extensively suspicious knowledge in cryptozoology. Find us on your favorite podcast service under the name The Cryptocast. Follow us on social media at the underscore cryptidcast. Come join the growing community of cryptomania. Hey, Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I guess I am. I'd like to think so. So what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, Mm -hmm. just expand your mind. Now, we're in the 21st century. Things are crazy. Mm -hmm. There's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh. What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this world wide web, (laughs) where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most in sort of a box. One could call it a crate, even. Oh. Uh, And all you have to do is, in exchange for money, uh, you give them money and they send you a box of all your favorite pop culture stuff every month what would you say to that you mean that i don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste my whole weekend not at all they will do this for you this company this magical place that creates this crate of loot a loot crate even (laughs) uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money how magical is that that sounds too magical and what if i added to the deal what if i were a proper salesman and i said to you if you entered a special code, you could get 15% off on any of these loot crates that you so wished. Well, I'd have to know what this code is. Right? 
So this is not just for you. This is not just a secret between you and me. This is for our listeners as well. If you go to Loot Crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code ROBOTSRADIO, you'll get 15% off any of your purchases. 50% off all your Loot Crates. All you have to do is go to the code in our show notes, enter the code ROBOTSRADIO, and you'll get that 15% off. That sounds amazing. Guys, why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you? So guys, go to that link, enter that code. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. So, do you want to tell me about Yes Man? I sure do, Chad. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I set you up for to say yes, yeah, and you I'm literally so sorry. said, I it. <laughs> I, "You set me up," and I just did not knock it down. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward for our uh, YouTube listeners, uh, our YouTube watchers, to see my face as I set you up, and then you failed to re- respond. Let you write down, and then see my face just drop in sadness. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I I'm excited to hear your your plot synopsis of this movie. Uh, me too. <laughs> okay, so Carl, played by Jim Carrey, is a guy who's pretty miserable. He's recently divorced. He works as an assistant in a bank, helping people get loans or denying people loans, and he can't understand why he's so unhappy. His best friend Peter, played by Bradley Cooper, invites him and forces him to come out for dinner along with uh, his other friend. Uh, Rooney, played by Danny Masterton. He keeps trying to get away from it, but they finally force him to come out, only for Peter to announce his engagement to his beautiful girlfriend, Lucy, played by Sasha Alexander. At this point, Carl starts realizing that his life is nowhere near where he wants it to be. But he lives a pretty miserable existence, always saying no to things, always always trying to find ways out of doing things, not being very nice to people, very negative. (laughs) (laughs) Then, one day, he runs into Nick, an old colleague of his, played by John Michael Higgins. Nick tells him that he would never work at the bank again. He turned his life completely around by going to the seminar, and he drags Carl along. At the seminar, Carl is basically forced in front of an entire audience to promise that he will only say yes to things from now onwards. And when he tries to say no, horrible (laughs) things happen. So, Carl is forced to start living his life. The first thing that happens is he meets Allison, played by Zoe Deschanel, who gives him a ride on her motorbike. Uh, he takes guitar lessons. He learns Korean. He, um, what else does he do? He goes skydiving. Oh, he gets a mail-order bride, which is hilarious. Oh, it always um, is. Prostit- sex oh trafficking God. is, uh, is always, is always gonna be funny. Always funny. <laughs> And basically, he just starts to open up and live his life again. He gets closer to his adorable colleague, Norman, played by Rice Darby. And when he goes to a weird band's performance, he runs into Allison again. The two of them hit it off and start dating, especially as he starts trying to go to her classes and stuff. Things are going really, really well until uh, at a random airport stop, Allison realizes that Carl has been saying yes to everything because that's how he does things and she starts wondering if he only said yes to her and being with her because of that and if wonders if he really likes her things start to fall apart especially because they suspect him of being a terrorist his ex-wife stephanie played by molly sims tries to get back together with him but he says no and he decides to take the consequences of saying no and he's told listen you can say no to things the whole point is just to open you up to the idea of saying yes which is exactly what his friend peter had told him but he didn't care about that anyway so he starts making decisions he tries to get allison back he succeeds and basically throws lives happy ever after the end wait so so what's your what's your clip hanger for this one? Oh god do you know what it's gonna be this one 
There you go. Hey, I came. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Rock, please. It's like my favorite thing. It's so, so good. I absolutely love that. It's so funny. Um, and that band is absolutely brilliant. I love it so They're much. It's so fun. Oh, man. I Like, their songs are exceptional. And, and like, Zoe Stichanel can sing really well. She's a beautiful singer. Yeah. She's a great singer. And, and I mean, we love her. I don't... Have we really ever spoken about our love for Zoe Deschanel in this podcast. I'm sure we must I'm have. not, like, a huge Zoe Deschanel fan, because she does quite a lot of, like, manic pixie dream girl mm-hmm. roles, which I'm not a fan of, and I don't know. She's fine. I, I think she's cute. I liked New Girl. It is... It, that is a fun show. Uh, well, she, she's been in a movie that we've done on the podcast before. What was it? It was... Let me check. We've done... Yeah, no, because we've definitely covered her being so, in a movie before. So many movies. Oh, uh, done... she was in... She was in, um, Fanboys. Uh... Oh, I can't remember. It's it's not the biggest deal, but I know we've we've covered her before. Yeah, it doesn't matter that much. I mean, it's not it's not as good as the as the Shaggy run that we had, which was like four weeks in yeah. a row, which was yeah, impressive. That was, that was really really cool. Um, but yeah, I I love her. I think she's brilliant. Oh no, no, it wasn't Five Hundred Days of Summer. I want to do Five Hundred Days of Summer, but you won't let me. Um, and it also got rated too highly, Chad. But okay, we're not gonna get into it. We're not gonna get into it. We're not gonna. Mm-mm. But yes. She was great in this. She was so funny. And yeah, like, I loved this movie. I thought it was brilliant. It was just, you know, so lighthearted. Yeah, it's lighthearted. It's really fun. It's a great concept. It's actually, that's something I wanted to bring up with you. Simone, would you be willing now be aware that the fact that it's more advantageous to do this now because everyone's in lockdown and in quarantine but would you be willing for the next week to only say yes to any question that is asked of you and come back and report on your on your results? Because I am willing, especially I mean, because we're in quarantine and we speak to, what, two people every day? I already have a hard time saying no <laughs> to things. <laughs> so I don't know how much of a change this is going to be. <laughs> Um, and also finances permitting, because he's like, oh, I'll just take Korean lessons and guitar lessons, and I'm like, oh, yeah, those yeah. are time suck, and money suck. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, like, uh, uh, you know, go out your way and go and do crazy lessons and shit like that, I'm just saying, like, if someone, not not you have to seek out questions, just if someone asks you a direct question, you have to say yes to it. 
I mean, yeah, sure. Unless it's a lie. What do you mean by that? I'm confused by your... Oh, just like, just like, no, no, more like if someone's like, oh, were you, did you go out last week? And oh, I didn't. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course, yeah. No, like, normal logical yeah, parameters, not, not, not crazy Jim, Jim, Jim Carrey shenanigans. Like, there will be I mean, parameters. most of the stuff, God, just don't tell Rudy, he'll take advantage and we'll have pizza for dinner, like, every night. <laughs> That it would be my problem though. Like if I was doing this for a whole year, then like that would be my issue because I'd people get would so cut on. Oh, chubby. Oh, it would be ridiculous because people cut on, and your friends are dicks. Like always, like everyone's friends are dicks when they know they could take advantage of you because you have to say yes. I mean, even Jim Carrey's friends in this one was like, yeah. Oh, can I have your place? And he had to say yes, and that's exactly what happened. So, you know. But yes, I'm. I'm. I'm I'm excited to do yep. this. I'm gonna do this for this week, and we'll we'll come back next week, and we'll say if anything crazy has changed or happened. It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun, especially be because fun. we only speak to literally like two people because you can't go out into the world. We can't go out. Ah, it's fine. So, what was your, like your favorite parts of this movie? Um, I thought it was really cute when he and Zoe Deschanel did their, like, little trip. Mm-hmm. Just, like, going, hopping on the first flight out and just, you know, making the best of it. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just, I like the concept. I think a lot of people, or all of us are guilty of, like, getting into a rut where you're just, like, kind of oh, yeah. closed off. And you don't want to be a part of the world. And you're just like, no, I'm a grump. I don't want to. And, like, it's worthwhile every now and again to be like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing that I really don't want to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, it's just about opening yourself up to new experiences. Yeah. And, yeah, life is life is too short, man. You just gotta, gotta try things. Not necessarily say every, yeah, yes to everything, but, you know, it's... No. Don't get a mail-order bride, guys. It's so it's gross. Really that was, like, creepy. the weirdest part of the movie, and it was so unnecessary. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't funny, and, yeah, no, no. it was just weird... Because it didn't really add to the plot. That whole industry is very sad. Yeah, exactly. Just don't do it, guys. Guys, people are people, and women have feelings and thoughts. And don't order them online. What? When would that be a good idea? Stop it. It's basically human trafficking. It is human trafficking. It's ridiculous. Guys, we're better than that. Come on. You would really hope. Yeah, no, this movie was fun. I thought seeing baby Bradley Cooper was really interesting. Oh, you're so young. It's really fun to, like, I love seeing early years Bradley Cooper and things, like, in this and in um, Wedding Crashes, and it's just like, what yeah. the hell? Little little Bradley Cooper. Just so young, so handsome, so silly. It's, it's great. He had, like, a really weird haircut back then as well. Like, I mean, yeah. not speaking, you know pot calling kettle black but um you know he 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 was yeah he's just a he's just a yeah before he became like a big famous actor through like hangover and limitless like he was just this weird dude like just really like he had really aggressive features and he always played like really weird aggressive characters he was like always the best friend in rom-coms because he was like in this and he was in failure to launch really yeah he's the best friend in that too shit okay and zoe deschanel as well actually she's um sarah jessica parker's best friend in that oh lovely oh fun fact there you go um yeah so Fun. Just, just you know what? It's a great concept, hmm. and I think a lot of people could take a lot away from it. Um, it's based on a book 
written by a comedian who spent a year saying yes to everything and then he do- just documented everything that he found so it was based on that and uh yeah really like it, it is eye-opening i don't know if i'd be able to do it for a year do you think you could do it for a year like i said i really i i really do try to open myself up to life and most of the time i'm like yeah fuck it i'll do that hmm. yeah <laughs> i think you and i are both very positive people so we're not necessarily yeah. who this needs to be aimed at like you and i both do a lot and <laughs> Agree to a lot and take on a lot. <laughs> yeah, and have anxiety about saying no to people. Oh, so much. Oh, it's awful, right? So maybe you and I should actually practice setting boundaries and saying no more. And just all, like, for the next week, we just say no to everything and just become grumpy curmudgeons. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to become a grumpy curmudgeon one way or another in this fucking quarantine, <laughs> so... I I was saying to Rudy today because I was like, oh, I just want to like do things, and he's like, well, we can go for a drive, we can walk on the beach, and I was like, no, those aren't the things I want to do. <laughs> it started already. I just want to do things, <laughs> fix it. Oh God, no! So it started already. The curmudgeoning has begun. I have not done well. This um this has hit me harder than Amazing. I thought it would. Amazing. Um yeah, I'm I'm very excited especially because we now have video proof of like the beginning of the quarantine versus the end of the quarantine. I'm very excited to see how much we change in this 3 month period. Yeah, just really documenting our descent. We could sell it to this. Netflix. They would pay a lot of money for this. It's good content. Excellent content. <laughs> You're welcome, Netflix. Do you know what the problem is, like, with these two movies, and I don't know if you've realised it so far, is that I would say if you broke down the time that we spent actually talking about these movies versus the time we've talked about literally everything else, there is, like, the disparity is quite huge, but I think that's purely on the basis that these movies are just really vapid. They're fine. Like, Yes Man is a perfectly... Like I said, it's an airplane movie. You watch it to pass the time for an hour and a half while you're a little drunk on airplane G&Ts and Bloody Marys. Yeah. Like, but when I watched this on the plane, I was laughing <laughs> so hard that the guy next to me was like, what movie are you watching? It sounds like you're really enjoying it. And then he watched it and he was like, this bitch is crazy. He was like, is she high? <laughs> Oh, aeroplane. People shouldn't fly through the sky in giant metal birds. It It's not good for your system. You watch terrible movies and you think they're amazing. I told you about the lady who sat next to me on my one flight. Did I tell you this last I think you week? might have, but just, just remind us. Well, I had a 5 a.m. Mm. flight. Like, the plane left the ground at 5 a.m., so that means we were all up from, mm. like, mm. 3. And the lady next to me, when they were handing out breakfast, still very early, like, right after the plane took off... As for red wine with her breakfast. Yeah, yeah, the legend. The person that I love more than anyone else on this planet. Oh, I hope she's okay. Oh, she's perfect. She's always okay. She's the queen. Amazing. So, is there a... God, so we might as well just wrap this up. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 yeah, do you have a scene that would have saved this? I would have liked to see a slightly older actress. I just always have a problem with this thing because I was looking up trivia for Yes Men, uh-huh. and one of the ones uh, <laughs> that really upset me was that Jim Carrey and Zoe Deschanel actually share a birthday, which is January seventeenth. Mm. However, Carrey was born in nineteen sixty-two, and Zoe Deschanel was born in nineteen eighty. Oh, oh no, eighteen years. Yeah, so he was like a full grown-ass man by the time she was born. 
And I just, I hate it. I hate all these, like, movies about, like, you know, sad male protagonists who, like, find their light using a quirky girl. Mm. But the quirky girl is, like, 20 years younger yeah. than them. It's gross. It's really, really, really gross. It's it's quite disgusting. Like, there are so many actresses of the same age who he could have gone with, which would have been absolutely yeah. fine. Or cast a younger actor to do it. I was even, I was talking to my sister about this yesterday, mm-hmm. um, because in The Witcher, um, Henry Cavill is 36, I okay. think, and the lady who plays Yennefer is 23. Ooh. Yeah. And, like, she's amazing. Like, they do an amazing job. I think the casting was great. Mm. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I'm 26. And I obviously, you know, Henry Cavill's a beautiful man. <laughs> but I was like, even me, like, I'd hesitate, like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just... Like, I'd be like, you are so much, like, we are in very different places. And that's the thing, right? Like, people may think we're being shallow because we're talking about how, like, you know that there's this age gap but it's it's not about looks or like how much older physically they are it's just your mentality is so different yeah like could you imagine so different dating an 18 year old right now i would Ugh. kill myself gross i don't want to do like, the things they want to do like party I'm and tired i have a job yeah. i pay taxes yeah, exactly. 18-year-olds do not have to worry about that. They've just finished high school slash going into university. Yeah. They've got no worries. No. No. They can stay up till 2, 3 in the morning and then get up at 6 the next morning. To me, that sounds like you're trying to torture me Last to death. Last time I did that, which was like two months ago, I almost died. <laughs> exactly. And we are only 26. Can yeah. you imagine how 30-year-olds and so on feel? Oh, gross. Not a chance. No, no, no. So, yeah, it's not about how you look, because there are some fire granddads yeah. out there. John Hamm. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. Leo's still got it going on. Brad Pitt oh, can still straight. get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Australian actor, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And he's in his 50s, and he's stunning. I would. I would, but also, I actually wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually would. So, let me guess, you would not watch this movie again, correct? Yeah, I think I'm done. I think I've watched it. I think this is, like, what, the third or fourth time I've seen it? Oh, Just, wow. like, because it's okay. been on. Right. You know? Like, it's yeah. always on somewhere. And I'm done. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, this is only my second viewing, so I think I've still got, like, maybe one or two in the tank. Uh, but I would never physically set out to see it. If yeah. it was on an aeroplane or if it came on TV, I'd watch it. But I would never be like, you know what I feel like watching? Yes, man. But yeah, yeah I think this has this is one of those ones that has like a limited time viewing. It's not one that you're gonna you you yeah that you're just gonna either watch once or not watch once. Uh, it's it's got two or three good viewings in it and then it's done. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, Simone, thank you so much for Jim Carrey Week. This has been fun. This has been fun. I feel like we've talked about everything but these movies uh-huh. this week. But <laughs> it's a weird time, and I think we're allowed to vent. Exactly. Also, this is like one of the few other human interactions you and I have had this week. Exactly. So we're both like, and I need to talk about this. Yeah, friendship. Friendship and seeing other human beings. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... The great thing about it as well is it kind of gave us a chance to, because they they are nothing movies, like, it was just fine to just talk about other mm-hmm. shit. And, you know, people yeah. don't come to us for our our acclaimed music re- uh, movie reviews. They come to us because of yeah. the bands. We are two quippy yeah. people. 
quirky, fun, adorable. Yes, yes we are. And so, Simone, what do you want to do next week? Any ideas? I'm thinking another rom-com week is yeah. on the cards. Okay, okay, I'm I think down. we've just got to do kind of fun stuff. Yeah, keep it light, keep it light. So what are you thinking? Okay, how about the first one, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, Classic great. Classic rom-com. Okay, yes. And one that got the exact same score, Two Weeks Notice. Oh, God. I hate that film so much. Oh, it's so great. Hugh Grant, Sandy B. I love Sandy B. She's an uptight lady who just needs to let her hair down. He's a playboy who needs to be put straight. Oh, I hate it. I hate it it's so much. It's a fucking banger. There's a great, there's a great line in Family Guy, and I do realize this is the second week in a row that I've quoted Family Guy, but it's just like, no, no, I cannot make that business meeting. I've got a different business meeting at three, and we'll be doing business there. I was wondering if you're free for coffee. Oh no, I can't. I've got a lunch meeting, and then a meeting after lunch. After that. Over the next ninety minutes, I'd like to show you that all your problems can be solved by my penis. God, because both movies have essentially the same plot, so... Exactly. Yikes. So which would you prefer which to do? Which one do you want to do? I assume it's not two weeks' notice. You know what? I'm completely at your discretion. If you have a favourite, you're more than welcome, and I will take... You know what? I'll take the bullet. I'll do two weeks' notice, because I love this movie. It's so bad. I love it. Okay, fine. And I do love How to Lose a Guy in Ten Gays. Ten Gays? Um, that's definitely not the real movie. <laughs> Very different plot. It's kind of a Snow White thing where she lives with seven gays. <laughs> See, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking more it's a really, really shitty version of Queer Eye, where they unfortunately lose him <laughs> and they need to find him again. <laughs> or it's just, like, a lady covered to, like, ten gay guys with, like, her boyfriend troubles, and they're like, Mm-mm, girl, you've got to leave him. And, sorry, that's an offensive stereotype, but that's what they'd say. <laughs> they'd be like, you need to look after yourself. And then she'd lose a guy in ten gays. In ten gays. It's amazing. That's so good. I love that. Okay, cool. I'm happy with that. Excellent. Um, so, Simone, what's your optimistic thing for this week? I think we all need optimistic things for this week. So, guys... Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is on Netflix. <laughs> no way! You guys need you guys need to be watching the happiest shit right now. Like now is not the time to like be watching pandemic and quarantine yeah. and shit like that. Like it is sad. You need we put out a list of movies that'll cheer you up. Yes. You can check it out on all of our social medias. But in terms of series, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I'm watching Thirty Rock again, the season four with Michael Sheen because I love him so much. Oh man. I oh God, what else was it that I saw that I was like, oh that's amazing to have on. Uh, it'll come to me. Oh uh, about Time is on Netflix, you guys. You can watch it right now. Oh, man. I will... I, I mean, I ball every time I watch that movie. It's just... It's oh, too it's cute. Such a good cry. Oh, I love it. I love that movie. But yeah, just like, I'm watching... I'm trying to watch shows that make me happy. Yeah. And it's working pretty okay. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is outstanding. <laughs> it's such a great show. She just... She's so funny in her, like, oh, dumb optimism. And it's... And... and uh, everyone in that show is great. Is it what's um what's the black Titus guy's Andromedon? name? Titus Andromedon is just so an funny. absolute hero. Yeah, I might actually start watching that mm. show again because it is just. It so made good. me feel better. Like I started crying at when they start singing Unbreakable, and I was like, yes. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. My optimistic thing for this week 
Uh, it has to be, and this isn't just because it's Mother's Day, but it is Mother's. Because my mum is just delightful, and she's just super fun, and she's always there for me. And uh, we've been working together this whole week, yeah. because she got quarantined this week for her from her office, and I got uh, quarantined this week from, from my office. And so we, she's just like, it's been really cute, because she'll like come down in the morning, and she'll just be like, so, lunch at one, Aww. work colleague? And I'm just like, you are... Just too nice That's so and too sweet. adorable. So so yeah, it's just been it's just been a lovely week uh, for that. And then tonight I'm doing a three course meal for them. I'm doing um, uh, breadcrumbed mushrooms for oh, starters, yeah. uh, a, a a roast chicken for uh, for mains with some honeyed vegetables and uh, roast potatoes, and then donuts for dessert. Yeah. So it's gonna be very Look very. Look at you exciting. being an amazing. Yeah, it should son. be really really nice. You know, gotta do your best mm. for for these people who brought you into this world, who who strived. So yeah, I mean, thank you so much everyone for listening. We know how tough this is on everyone because we're feeling it too. It's that internal screaming um, and it's going to be okay. We will all get through this together and you know what? There is a silver lining. There are many silver linings and uh, yeah. you've just got to just gotta see them for they are. And don't worry, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. You are not alone in this. If you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling... Uh, sort of incredibly isolated because you are isolated, reach out. No one yes. will attack you or berate you for, for, for talking to someone yeah. else at this point, even if you're just checking in on your friends. Like, and, and the best thing about it, yeah. I think, as well, is the fact that like we have this technology, which is really cool. So yeah. like you and I, you're in South Africa and I'm all the way over here in the UK, yet we can speak. Yeah. Like, and I can see your face and you can see my face. So guys, yeah. you also have this technology. So, so hit it up really. Yeah, definitely. Just check in on everybody. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, be the best version of yourself as much as you can the next couple of weeks. It doesn't mean you have to like write the next great American novel or like make art every day or whatever. Just like <laughs> look after the people around you, yeah. look after yourself, whatever that looks like. And we'll all come out of this. Exactly. Exactly. As uh, our favorite Zach Efron says, we're all in this together. <laughs> and uh, we've just got to keep our keep our heads in the game, and we'll mm-hmm. be fine. We'll be absolutely mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, so so guys, thank you for listening. Keep on listening. Listen. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell that sweet old lady down the road when you're delivering her shopping, uh, because she can't obviously go to the shops. Mm-hmm. Tell her about this podcast, and also tell her what podcasts yes. are. And uh, you know, if you are feeling all the love, and if you have tried your own yes man experiment uh, within the next week, we'd love to hear about that. We'd love to hear what crazy yeah. shenanigans it brought into your life. Um, and where can the people tell us all these things, Simone? You can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast, on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. You can email us at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast at gmail.com. You can come hang out with us on the Robots Radio Discord. And you can watch us on YouTube. You can see our faces while we record. They're weird. <laughs> They're weird. <laughs> They're beautiful, Simone. They're perfect <laughs> angel faces. I do have makeup on today, so it's okay. <laughs> And it does look like the perfect lighting for you as well, so... Blurry. There it is. Blurry. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, as we say at the end of every episode, we love, we love you, you and there's nothing you can do about it. it. Goodbye! Bye.